1: first manager in Cardinals history Ali Marmol and uh, I'm Dan McLaughlin that's Brandon Kiley here on 101 ESPN here in St. Louis and Ali has been kind enough to join us in what has been I'm sure a whirlwind a uh, couple of weeks for he and his young family and uh, Ali I got a bone to pick with you first uh, by the way congratulations this is Dan <laughs> good, to, good to hear your voice um, by the way you know, I sent you a couple of texts uh, even before you named the manager and got nothing back from you. And it's crazy. I have this new phone that actually takes text from other people. So if you feel like you need to, you know, text, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead and text me back.
2: <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm glad we're attacking that first. I, I think, <laughs>
0: <laughs> really getting to the hard-hitting <laughs> stuff early, Ollie. I knew it was coming, so I checked the
1: before, code
2: before you guys called me, and there was one that I didn't respond to, and I, I apologize.
1: That's no problem. You, you've you been <laughs> through a whirlwind. Um, congratulations. As you know, Ali, um, I, I love Mike Schild. I thought Mike did a great job here, yeah. and you guys are very, very close. So uh, yeah. what what has this been like, replacing Mike and just, you know, uh, just that situation because uh it can't be easy i'm sure i'm sure on certain levels where you're excited to get the job but yet you're replacing one of your great friends
2: oh damn i mean you nailed it. it it's exactly that it was um a ton of mixed emotions um obviously this is not the way you envisioned uh filling the seat um but but i've been able to have i mean i've talked to Shilti almost every day um for the last week and we've been able to have some really really good conversations as far as uh what this looks like. And, um, he was extremely supportive of, uh, I mean, I'll tell you that the day it happened, he called and he said, listen, if, if this gets offered to you, you need to take it and you're prepared for it. And, um, I'm excited for you. And that's just the type of person he is. He's, uh, he's been great, uh, but definitely mixed emotions. Um, to your point, she did a great job. Um, and I'm looking forward to building on the success that he's had and this organization has had and moving this thing forward. Um, But uh, I'm I'm excited, Dan. I'm excited.
0: Absolutely. Ollie, I don't know if you've had the time yet to be able to really reflect on, you know, where you came from to where you are right now as the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. But if you have... Uh, what are some of your maybe fondest or worst memories of coaching down in the minors? Because I, I don't know how much of our audience knows, but it's not exactly the most glamorous job sometimes to be down in the lower levels of the minors. What was that experience like? And could you have foreseen less than a decade later, you'd be the manager of the big league club?
2: <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely not glamorous, right? It's, uh, it's far from that, but I'll tell you what uh, our system was built in a way where Yes, we're, we're good at developing players, but there's a, there's a real system for developing staff as well. And I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity to do it with this organization. There are some really good people that are intentional about how they go about their days and how they communicate with staff. And, and there's a lot of tough conversations down there on how to do it right, but how to do it in a way where, um, at the end of the day, it gives the organization the best chance to win. So I, I, was, I was fortunate. Um, so glamorous, no, but really fortunate to have some good people down there to teach me what it looks like to, to manage up and down and, and keep a clubhouse and how to interact with players and, and gain their respect. and um, so, so I'm grateful for that. Um, I, I have not had time, to your point, to, to reflect, um, and hopefully I'll have the opportunity to do that here within the next couple of days. But uh, the one thing I can say is I'm excited for this opportunity, but I'm also extremely grateful for coming up through our system for the years that I did because uh, there's a lot of learning that takes place down there, um, a ton and uh you can get up here without those learning experiences and, it, and it'll show quickly and it'll get sniffed out so i'm glad i was able to go through what i did in our minor league system for sure
1: ollie you're an inspiration for a lot of people um, and certainly from your community so can you give our fans and our listeners an idea of where you're from and just the road that you've taken um you and your family you got a young family beautiful family that uh where you came from uh you're bilingual what this means to your community, and uh, and just a little background for fans that don't know.
2: Absolutely. I come from a Dominican background. Both of my parents, all my brothers, born in the Dominican Republic. I was the only one here born in the States, actually New Jersey, and we moved soon after. And, uh spent a, a lot of time in Miami in my early childhood and uh, several years in the Dominican Republic once Hurricane Andrew hit Miami in 92. And, uh, man, it was, um, I'll tell you what, it, it's it's crazy to sit in this seat, um this leadership position for such a historic franchise um, with with some of the backstories that come with it um, it's a it's an incredible opportunity um, we soon moved to Orlando for for better opportunity and um, then went to the college of Charleston um, and drafted in 07 by the Cardinals and it's been a it's been a crazy ride I'll tell you I've been married uh, I got married I think at 21. Um, so Amber and I have been together for quite some time and the best rides I'll tell you Dan were uh, incredible because uh, we would go from hotel to hotel and she would just drive her little Corolla behind the bus and meet me in the next city and it was uh to your point earlier Brandon, not glamorous um but it, it's just part of part of it um the dedication and just sacrifice that it takes to one day be able to do this um so we've done it together now for fourteen years and um we're looking forward to what's ahead but uh Yes. Uh, Dan, it's, um, it's meaningful to the communities that I come from, not only, uh, in Miami and Orlando, but, uh, the Medicare public, a lot of support has been received over the last 24 hours from, from the DR. Um, so we're excited to just, um, be able to continue to have a a platform that we can have impact on on those we know and those we don't.
1: Absolutely. And for people that don't know, and I know BK has got the next question here, but, uh, you have done a lot, a lot in the communities and, uh, that, that, people don't see so that's I, I love your work and what you've done with so many people through baseball and through uh your platform and you're to be commended for that and, and that's and actually what BK. i wanted to ask yeah. you
0: about ollie um sure. I, in reading a little bit about your background it, it's it's fascinating to read about some of the things that you've done to give back to other communities uh especially the the orf- uh the missions that you've done to orphanages in guatemala and nicaragua uh, what What is it about giving back that is so important to you, Ollie? And is that something that you're going to continue as the manager of the Cardinals?
2: Gosh, absolutely, man. I mean, to answer a couple of your questions, uh, this, this, this gig gives you an opportunity. It's about winning and it's about impact. And I'm looking forward to doing both. Um, it gives you an opportunity to really help a lot of people and even um, – coming up through the system in the minor league my wife and i were able to take several trips to guatemala and nicaragua and bring baseball to certain communities there um but also uh clean water and food and education and um that's meaningful to me because of kind of how i grew up i remember 92 when the hurricane hit and and my family and i I have three older brothers just standing in line um for food uh during a time where our house was completely blown out and just seeing the people giving their time and energy, and they didn't need to, they were volunteering. Um, but I'll, I remember as a five-year-old, six-year-old sitting there in line and just seeing these people volunteering, giving their time and energy for me to have something to eat. And I was like, man, that's impactful. Uh, so to be on the other side of that, where you can actually have an influence and impact on on underserved communities and people in need is, uh, I mean, at the, at the heart of everything Amber and I do, um, it's extremely important to us. Um, this is an opportunity to do that on a on a bigger level and we're looking forward to that challenge.
1: Ali Marmol is our guest the newest Cardinals manager and hopefully for a long long time. Um Ali I remember talking to Tony La Russa and I said what what do you think the toughest thing you have to do as a manager and he said managing a superstar at the end. Um you you so I think you probably know where I'm going with this. Uh so you got Yadi at the the final year of of his career. Um, how, do you, how do you balance that in terms of playing time, in terms of making sure the final time you go to Cincinnati, he gets a plate appearance or a start or what happens at home, knowing that a lot of people are buying tickets because they want to see number 4 play? I'm sure you've given that a lot of thought, and I'm curious what, uh, what you think going into his final year
2: a great question um and one that we'll continue to collaborate on with with both yadi and some of the veteran guys on the on the team but specifically him because yadi still has goals that he's wanting to reach and and certain things that records that he's wanting to break and um i want to be able to continue to push him to make sure that he accomplishes all of that and at the end of the day when you talk about his final year and um man i'd be damned if it doesn't end with the world series that's just that has to be part of his story and we're going to work really hard towards that when it comes to balancing his playing time and certain things with stadiums like you just mentioned we'll be collaborative in that and make sure that we're on the same page and um and that's something that i'm looking forward to for sure
0: ollie dan mentioned what other managers in the past have said is the most difficult part of managing what would you say is the most difficult part of managing in 2021 man um i i don't i don't see one particular thing being being
2: the most difficult thing i think there's there's different challenges that come your way i think uh dan's question was probably one of them is just making sure that your veteran guys are getting what they need in order to continue to compete for 162 and that comes with bouncing their days off and what that looks like and um But I don't see one specific thing being, man, this is the hardest thing as far as managing in 2021. There's different challenges that come up throughout the course of the year and we'll find solutions to them. But um, I can't think of one specific thing that just pings at me, Uh, Wren.
1: I'm curious, Ali, how do you balance analytics – with the human element and trying to put it in that mixer and come up with the right solution where the guy next to you might be thinking your bench coach and i'm sure you did this with mike schilt you said hey no you need to be doing this and he's saying no i want to do this oh the analytics say to do this oh but i talked to the reliever and he's got a sore arm i mean how do you mix all that stuff in and come up with a solution for any kind of issues that you may have
2: that's the beauty of the sport isn't it um it really is it, it really is I mean it's a it's a topic that I think sometimes gets a little bit skewed like oh old school versus new school and analytics it, it for me it's it's a perfect balance when you say analytics all I'm hearing is, is information like taking in all the information figuring out what's actionable what, what what's actually going to move the needle once we're on the field um, and making sure that th- there's times Dan and, and you've seen enough games where you make the right decision you, you put the people in place to, to have success and it doesn't work out and there's times where you make a bad decision and your players just overcome your bad decision and it works out right so like for me some of the analytics is also post-game is figuring out what decisions were made that went well what decisions were made that didn't go well um and then figuring out what's sustainable over 162 two games when it comes to those decisions um so it's not just pre-game but also post-game in figuring out that feedback loop to make sure that we are making right decisions um it's a it's a balance and i think the the teams that are doing it the best have a, a really good blend of it so um that's what we'll have the human element of this is absolutely real and will never go away your your feel for the game for the players for the overall mentality of that player that specific day you have to take all of that into account um so i think blending the two is is uh is the sweet spot?
0: We're talking with Cardinals manager Oliver Marmol here on 101 ESPN. Ali, I did want to ask you something you mentioned yesterday was about optimizing the lineup. And when we've had conversations in the past with Michael Gersh, he's talked about how, you know, it, it's not necessarily about the number that's next to their names, because there's there's not a huge difference in terms of a guy hitting first versus third and the overall results over the course of the season. But there could be some difference in terms of the platoons, the splits that you see, the matchup based lineups that we see around baseball nowadays. We haven't seen a ton of that from the Cardinals in recent years. I am curious for you if there's a guy for example that ends up he was previously a full-time player and you have to have the conversation with him about hey now based on some of the numbers that we're seeing it might make more sense for you and for the team to have you be more of a platoon type of player are are those conversations that you embrace and how difficult is that to make those kinds of decisions for players that maybe you do see as still successful and important pieces of your team
2: brent i mean to me that is the job right it's you're, you're constantly figuring out the best way and, and intentional ways to have those conversations and they're tough conversations. But at the end of the day, that is the job, is to create a culture where the player understands that you do have their best interests at heart, but you also have a responsibility to the team. And um, there will be conversations that take place where there will be some platooning and there will be some things that sometimes you're hitting first, sometimes you're hitting eighth, or whatever the case may be. But it, it's going to be in... In the spirit of all of it is this is what's best for us to be able to get a W today. Um, but that's not created by just spontaneously saying, Hey, you're going to go ahead and hit first today without like, you have to be very intentional with these players, especially today with what their roles are, what that looks like, how they're going to be used, when they're going to be used, why they're going to be used that way. And the more intentional you can be in upfront with them and them understanding that I think you create a culture where it's acceptable. Um, we haven't seen it here in St. Louis as much as, when we play, call it San Francisco, or some of these other teams. Um, But I think that's that's a culture thing. That's something you create, and you have intentional conversations with the players and let, let, let them understand that at the end of the day, this actually does help them with where they want to end up at the end of the year when it comes to their numbers, but ultimately it helps the team and makes sure that we are all pulling in the same direction towards the world series.
1: Ali, uh, when do you anticipate, uh, filling out your staff? And you know, these guys very, very well. Um, but you know what, you got to fill your position. So at at what point do you think that may be done?
2: Yeah, great question. We're, we're excited about our staff and we're excited about them returning. That's, that's what I'll say. I had a really good conversation with Mo this morning and we're starting to kind of, um, put that to work over the next several days. Um, but, uh, I I've, I really enjoyed the staff we had last year. Everybody did a great job from base running the to defense and to pitching. I mean, I'm excited about what's possible for that group moving forward um, and anticipate them coming back.
0: Uh, go ahead, BK. I, I know you're not going to tell us about specific candidates, and I wouldn't ask you about them right now, yeah. but what are some of the qualities that you would look for in whoever is going to fill your old spot as your new bench coach?
2: Uh, trust is number one i think when we talk about that bench coach position it's you have a three hour conversation every night and there's a lot of disagreeing there's a lot of agreeing but you have to be able to trust that person and know that um at the end of the day regardless of how much we disagree on a certain decision that we're still pulling in the same direction so trust is at the top of that list having some street cred with with that clubhouse is going to be important as well someone that um the players can relate with and have some experience uh, of, of playing. And I think that's going to be important for that clubhouse. Um, and those are the top qualities right now. But, um, yeah, there's some internal candidates. and There's some guys on the outside that we'll, we'll look at. I'm excited about um, all of our options at the moment. And that's something that we'll provide more clarity to here in the next week.
1: I always find it interesting when you're the bench coach, Ali, as you well know, a lot of times you get the earful from the player – who wants to say it to the manager but will say it to you and you've got a great relationship with your players and then you've got to have a good relationship uh, with the manager but the bottom line is and I've always felt this way and correct me if I'm wrong if you're a player and that manager has a difficult conversation and decision to maybe not play a guy or pull a guy or whatever the case may be as long as you're honest if the player feels that you're being honest he can live with it he may not like it but he can live with it. Would you agree with that?
2: You nailed it. Um, that's a hundred percent correct. It, it's being able—you you, you have to be able to have a relationship with a player where you can tell them the things they don't want to hear, and they still respect you for it. Because um, that's constant, right? Over 162 games, it happens often, and you have to be able to tell that player the, the truth and not beat around the bush. Hey, here's why this is happening. And they may not like it in the moment, but you do it in a way and you create enough equity in that relationship where you can, you can have that. And at the end of the day, they may not like it, but they still respect you and they respect the decision. Um, if done well, that's the case. Um, so I, I completely agree that having those honest conversations um, and just being truthful with them is the play.
0: Ollie, in uh, John Moselock's press conference, he mentioned how his philosophy is always evolving. And I would say that's probably the case for all of us watching baseball, right? Growing up, for me, batting average and RBIs were like the stats that you would look at. And now they're one of the last stats that a lot of baseball people would look at. For you, what's the biggest philosophy, maybe from where you were when you were a player even, to where you are today, that has evolved over the years?
2: I mean, yeah, the, the use of... What you just mentioned, analytics, um, is going to be the thing that's evolved the most over the last five, ten years. And, and that's why yesterday I mentioned um, one of the emphasis will be the integration of departments. Is just making sure that we are using all of our resources and that there's a seat at the table for these departments to, to voice their opinions and for us to be able to take all of that as the field staff and um, condense it to what's actionable and then apply it to the game, whether that's to the player. Uh, during practice or decision-making and strategy. Um, but that's going to be, when we talk about evolve, that's that's, that's what comes to mind to me is just the integration of departments and just modernizing certain strategies and decision-making tools.
1: Hey, Ali, I, I got a really big concern. Are you, are you ready for it? Go <laughs> <No>, for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to pull back the curtain here a little bit. Ali, uh, I-, I don't think the man ever sleeps because he watches the replays on Bally Sports, which air at like one oh, or God. two in the morning, and so next year when I'm up there and I go, what in the hell is Marmol doing here in the fifth? <laughs> and Ollie's going to be watching this, and then I got to come face you to you know the next day. I, I that's my concern right now, Ollie. That's my major concern. Yo, that-
2: that's not your concern. That's your job. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, reality. I mean, the, the reality is there's, there's a certain accountability that comes with this game. <laughs> that, that's just what it is. There's decisions that are made. And if we're being honest, the next morning I wake up and go, I wish I would have done that a little different. Um, that, that happens over 162 games. So the accountability I'm not, I'm not concerned with. Uh, do your job. Um, and, uh, I'll, I'll love it. Don't, no worries there at all.
1: I, th- I think we'll be just fine. Don't worry about that. And I'm not worried either.
0: Final question that I've got for you, Ollie. And thanks so much for your time today. Yes. You've been incredibly generous. Um, what, what is something that as a manager, as a coach has interested you with the way that the game has been played in the postseason thus far, we got game one of the world series tonight. People can hear that right here on 101 ESPN, but what's something throughout the postseason that has interested you as a coach or a manager?
2: Man, that's a great question. It's always interesting to see um, some of the strategies behind the opener and, and how the bullpens are used, and, and everything's just amplified. So it's always interesting to see um, if teams um, overdo what they do during the year. Do they stick to the same strategy? Um, that, that, that's always a, a part that I'm looking at, um, just seeing how – I mean, when everything's heightened, I also love seeing just how players react to it, um, how staffs react to it. Do they do they run less when they're a team that was comfortable running? When I don't want to say it wasn't meaningful, but when the pressure's not on and all the eyeballs are on them in the playoffs, so it's just interesting to see if teams stick to what gave them success or they try to overdo it and, and do more than, than they did in the in the regular season. Um, but I've been able to watch a couple games. Um, it's been a busy week for sure, but I've been able to still catch a, a game or two. And, uh, um, it's been exciting for sure.
1: Hey, Ollie, thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, you know, I think the world of you and your family, I do appreciate Amber passing along my text that tell Ollie to, re, you know, actually respond to my text to him. But anyway, I digress. Uh, I'm really happy for you and your family. It's a great story, and you're going to do great things here in St. Louis. And uh, God bless you, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. No, I appreciate you guys, Dan. Thank you for the call, Brandon. Good talking to you. Absolutely. If you guys ever need anything, let me know.
2: Peloton, let's go.